Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello and welcome. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? Do you feel like you are following your intuition today? Or do you feel like you're following maybe somebody else's? Maybe not even on purpose that they're trying to guide you with theirs, with their intention or their agenda, I guess you could say. But it's a good question. It's something I have been asking myself a little bit the last few days, and it really comes from a place of that I have been feeling. It comes from a place of intention, of what are the intentions behind basically everything I'm doing. And not just work-wise or kind of creatively, just everything. And I, I guess this is happening a little bit more focused for me because I work with energy as a job. And so I really have to make sure that I know what is my energy and what is my client's energy. And the way that I've been kind of on a a deeper level getting to know my own energy is to really understand where my intentions are when I use my energy. And that's why I mean with everything, because everything is energy. So every action that I make and that you make and that is made in the world is made with energy. And whether we are aware of it or not, there's always like an intention behind what we do and how we use our energy. And you can feel it. I'm sure you have been somewhere buying something in a store, for instance, (laughs) I'm sure you've been in a store where you are buying something and you can just feel whether the salesperson is authentically showing you something that they really want you to have because they like it and they think that it would benefit you in some way, whether you think that or not, you can feel whether the person selling to you is doing it from a place of, you know, I guess you could call it like an authentic intention that they're not only trying to take your money, they're trying to offer an exchange of goods. And those feelings are very different. And so that is a great place to start, to start to really be very aware 
of when you are going into situations with your friends or your family or at work too. Are you asking a question because you really want to know the answer? Are you saying, how are you doing to your colleague sitting you know, next to you in your workspace or in your office? Or I guess in the Zoom room that you're meeting on. Do you type, how are you doing into the chat? But do you, what is the intention behind it? <laughs> what is the intention behind it? And are you saying, how are you doing? Because you are used to saying that and it's just like muscle memory or just like a pleasantry that you say every day? Or do you really care how they're doing? Because either one, I mean, I personally might have a judgment where one is better than the other, but you would have to, you know, make that decision for yourself. But this, or these kind of exercises of self-awareness, really, and understanding the motivation, the intention, kind of your plan behind the actions that you do, the things you do in the world, that can be kind of life-changing, especially when it comes to ourselves and our body image. That was something that I experienced, that kind of new awareness of even the intention of looking in the mirror. And I would hope that the intention behind you looking in the mirror and myself too would be that you would see yourself as a very beautiful person that you would be staring you know lovingly into your eyes and just so grateful that if you are able-bodied that your legs are working and your heart is beating and that you are alive today and that you have a unique beauty unlike anyone else in the world. We're all, even identical twins, are slightly different, right? Physically. And that is what I hope that you do. That you're looking at how beautiful your eye color is. How the mix of tones is unlike anyone else's eyes. And that you're not looking at maybe too many wrinkles or puffiness or the things that you may want to change. Because what I noticed this week was on one day when I looked in the mirror, my eyes weren't taking in the whole of me. And that's not just your physical being. When you're looking at yourself, your whole self, that's when you are seeing your light. That's when you're seeing what other people see. And it's very difficult to do because what we normally do, and I suspect many people that are listening to this are doing instead is what I did that day. Instead of taking in just who I am, there I am in the mirror, make sure, you know, that, well, I mean, what am I making sure? What's the intention behind that? To be acceptable? 
<laughs> on the street to make sure that I don't have like toilet paper on my shoe or something on the back of my pants. And I guess making sure that I like what I'm wearing. I guess that would be kind of the main intention. Is that for me? A little bit. If the whole world didn't have eyes, would I be looking in the mirror? No. No, I wouldn't. Most likely. Or maybe I would. See, this is the, this is the fun part about the thought experiment of really looking deeply into what your intentions are. It's like that um, Carl Jung quote about our unconscious becoming conscious. It's, I believe, until you make the conscious, or no, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And that's what our intentions can do to us sometimes. And a small example of that is how I felt when I was looking at myself in the mirror. Because I thought, consciously, I thought I was just, you know, taking a quick look before I left the house. But that quick look made me feel bad, made me start to judge my body, judge how I looked. And then I really stopped and thought, okay, why am I feeling bad about this? I would normally have just kind of shaken it away and said, well, I'm a woman in the 21st century who was a teenager in the 90s, and I will forever be unhappy with the way my body looks, unless it looks like a hanger, which is what I was sold by Calvin Klein and Kate Moss. Not that I'm bitter about it. <laughs> but if you are also, or if you were a teenager in the 90s as well, and also if you were a teenager in the 60s, same idea, 60s and 70s and 80s, I guess always, women's bodies, you know, always, since the dawn of time. We've been told how we are supposed to look. But what I realized was instead of, oh, well, this is just my normal way of being. I judge my body. I don't like looking in the mirror. And there it is. There you have it. I went to the intention and I looked at it and consciously I thought, I even thought consciously, oh, I'm just judging it because of everything I just said. But the true the true intention was, and what I figured out by really tuning in to my inner guidance, because it's not just about guiding us forward. It's really about understanding how our intuition can just help us live our life in a more calm and less reactive and judgmental sphere for ourselves. What I realized and this is probably pretty obvious, but if it's not, I hope this helps you too. I was judging myself not solely on, oh, my body looks like this, it should look like this, oh, you know, societal standards, blah, blah, blah. What I was really doing was I was looking at myself as a true object. I was not taking in my whole being at all. I was in a split second fragmenting my physical body into segments 
that I was objectifying, whether they were good or bad, based on my own judgments. So instead of taking in my wholeness, who I am, my worth as just a true human being, breathing in air, pumping blood through my veins, trying to serve the world and myself and my friends and family to the best of my ability. So knowing, like being aware and figuring out, oh, my intention was actually to judge and look at myself as an object and pick apart why it's not a valuable commodity rather than a living, breathing being that is worthy. And maybe that sounds dramatic, but it is kind of unbelievable when you do have that unconscious intention of objectifying yourself, of pinpointing a piece of yourself that you're not happy with. It's not only affecting what you're focusing on then. Like, it wasn't only affecting how I felt about the way my body looked. It was affecting how I felt about my whole self. If I was seeing myself in pieces, fragmented, then there was no connection that I was feeling between my inner guidance, everything around me, and myself. When we objectify ourselves like that without being aware of it, how on earth can we tap into those beautiful intuitive gifts that we have? Because the whole point of believing that you can tap into something means that that something is full. Just waiting. You wouldn't tap a tree if it had no maple syrup in it. You're tapping with the intention that you believe that there is some beautiful, you know, Canadian gold, some maple syrup. When you look at yourself in the mirror and consciously catch yourself from fragmenting and judging and taking apart piece by piece the way you look, when you consciously stop yourself from doing that, then you're already kind of healing yourself because you're bringing those pieces back together and you're seeing yourself whole. And then that unconsciously you're letting yourself know that you believe you have so much beauty inside of yourself and so much wisdom because you need the whole body. You need the whole emotional body, the whole physical body, the whole spiritual body, all the bodies, mental body. I mean, we talked about it, so many bodies, all of the bodies. When it's whole, then you have access to them and so much more because then you're in your full, I mean, that's how some people say it. You're in your full power. So the antidote to objectifying yourself is saying it 
and seeing it and being aware of it, bringing those unconscious thoughts to light so that you can realize, no, I'm more than just the, you know, the side of my thigh or the arm, you know, any of the places that the wrinkles around my eyes, anything. It seems like that has been such a distraction. Objectifying ourselves has been such a distraction from being able to step into our full power to be whole again, to remember our wholeness. So it is like a radical act if you can stop objectifying yourself. Because when you stop objectifying yourself, then you will stop judging other people too. Because it's all a reflection of how we feel about ourselves. So the way you treat yourself ripples out because we're all connected that way. So if you can't just do it for yourself, do it for the greater good. And then that unconscious is brought to the surface. You don't feel like you're just, oh, that's how it's always going to be. And then you realize you have choice and you can step into your proper destiny and not just the fate that you were given, that you believe that you're stuck in. May feel a little bit intense, but that's really, that's what I was thinking about so much the last week. It's shocking how much with just a few little changes that we can really change the quality of our life and then truly tap in to all the amazing magic that we already hold, that we don't have to find outside of ourselves. And then you can start looking at your intention of when you're asking other people for advice, of when you are trying to figure something out for yourself. And such a good question for that too, following the intention is, if you're asking somebody else for advice on what you should do before you've really decided what you want, why are you giving your power away? Why don't you trust yourself? And it may take a long time to figure that out, but as long as you're asking those questions, you're getting closer to that true, authentic purpose, to that person that you are, and to all the talents and gifts that you don't even realize that you already hold, because maybe it just feels natural to you. Or maybe you think, well, everybody's good at that. But it's not true. We minimize everything good in ourselves. It happens so often for many reasons, but we minimize so much of our good and then we exaggerate so much of what we perceive as bad. And it's time, if you are even softly interested in developing your intuition and truly connecting to it, feeling connected, that means that you know this and you're searching, you're seeking for yourself. I mean, that's the spoiler. Intuitive seek means when you're seeking, you're really, you're looking for yourself. You're looking for the real you. You're trying to find yourself again. And that is all any of us could ever ask for because then nothing will seem out of reach because you'll know exactly what you need and you'll know what you want and you won't want it and you won't need it unless you could have it. And that is maybe like a controversial thing to say, 
Maybe you're feeling a little bit defensive against that statement. And maybe I will in a week. But right now, that is really what I'm feeling that I need to express to at least one of you needs to hear this right now. (laughs) That's what it feels like. I need to hear it. And one of you does too. And if it's you, could you please email me and let me know? Because that would be marvelous. But not mandatory, of course. And today, I, after that tangent, I wanted to actually offer a really fun exercise to tune in and trust your intuition. Because it's really easy to say, oh, follow your intuition, follow your intuitive guidance, follow that inner voice. How do you trust it? How? Well, for me, a key to start trusting your intuition is to see how it speaks to you. Where sometimes if we can depend on our body cues, whether we follow it or not, that can get a little bit tricky because many times our fear can feel the same as don't do it. It can feel the same as a no. So I find that this type of exercise that I'm going to explain is more about getting to know your intuition and trusting the guidance. So this is pretty simple. You just want to think of a question for yourself that you have maybe been humming and hawing over, humming and hawing, that you're not sure if it's a yes or a no. It doesn't have to be a big question. It could be whether you accept an invitation from somebody to do something or a choice you have to make about something you're buying. And really go with the first thing you think of. It's really easy for us to judge even something small like that. That doesn't even matter that I don't know. And you're not sharing with anyone else, but many times we'll say, okay, I'm going to do this exercise. I have to think of a choice and you'll want it to be the, the best choice or the right choice, but you can do this many times. Don't worry about it being a good choice. Just the first thing, start with that. And you're going to ask your imagination to help you translate what your true intuition, your inner guidance, what is best for you. You're going to ask your imagination to help you with that. And this is great because our imagination loves to have something to do. Or at least I believe that. I really think that's true because we really... We tend to use our imagination for the more catastrophic things. I feel like it can be very rare when we use it for something fun. I mean, I hope you do. I try to, but it tends to not be the most positive things when we're just kind of allowing our imagination to run, fueled by our anxiety. Let's fuel it with our intuition today. And with that, you're going to close your eyes, take a few deep breaths to really feel yourself in your body. 
And then you're going to ask your question and then ask your imagination to create an animal or a flower that may help you to understand what your inner guidance really feels, what the best thing for you to do would be, the best action for your highest good, which is normally what I believe is what our intuition is always wanting for us to make sure that we are doing something for our highest good, because if everybody can do that, then we create a way of being that is the highest good for the planet. And maybe even the universe, who knows, but um, focus just on yourself for today. <laughs> so when you get and don't judge it, this is the fun thing, because you're using your imagination. So you're asking your imagination, which is completely connected to your intuition, because it's part of you, this beautiful gift of imagination that we get. So take note, whether it was an animal or a flower or both, and then write them down. Just detail if you don't know like what kind of flower it is, pink flower, you know, red rose, tiger, red robin, and then really listen to yourself again and write down under each one or just one, depending on how it worked for you, write down exactly what comes to your mind. If it was a yes or no question, then did your imagination create something that to you feels like a yes or a no? Simple. Whatever one comes first. Don't judge it. And then if it was something a little bit more detailed, maybe a little bit more of a should I, what do I, something that you would normally kind of ask outside of yourself, then you can write down all the attributes that come to mind of the animal or the flower. So if it was the red robin, I could say, oh, morning, spring, new beginnings, early bird gets the worm. Like that feels like a yes to me. And just try it out if you feel called to, but have fun with it because then you are intuitively seeking inside, like you're doing it in your own imagination to help you decipher how you really feel so that you can kind of bypass the usual feelings that may come up with Maybe you're asking about making a change or something that tends to create a little bit of resistance in your body. Allow your imagination to reroute that and go straight to, okay, show me abstractly how I should do this. Talk to me through my imagination and see if it works. And if anything, it will bring you back into your body and closer to your creativity, kind of waking it up if you haven't used your imagination in a playful way in a while, because that will always bring joy to yourself, even in little, little spurts. And always the best thing about any of these exercises 
these types of exercises, is even if they don't work, quote unquote, they will bring you closer to your intuition, which brings you closer to yourself. Well, I hope this week you are able to find some time for yourself. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. If you have any thoughts or questions, then please contact me through my website, treenlight.com, or through my Instagram at treenlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. I will be opening space actually for three more clients at the end of August, and I always offer a free clarity session to see how I can support you. I have all of those links in my show notes at the bottom of the episode, so feel free to go and click there. Hugely appreciated if you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if you feel called to give some support, then please share this episode with a friend, or you can also leave a review. Thank you again. Be kind to yourself, and I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.